Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 46. Cubs with a second sweep of the Pirates. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook, or email us at flythew670 at gmail.com. Crowley, how the heck are you on this Wednesday afternoon? Well, you know, it was nice. I got to come home yesterday for my flight from Myrtle Beach and back in the clubhouse for one night, and I got to watch a whole bunch of Cubs and minor league baseball from my comfy couch. So what do they say? There's no place like home? No place like home, even though the Cubs have been away from home for a little bit, and now we're heading farther away from home. But let's get after it. Game one, Drew Smiley on the bump for the Cubs. Yeah, so you had Drew Smiley versus Osvaldo Pito, and the Cubs won this one, eight to nothing. Wasn't the greatest start for Smiley, dancing in and out of trouble, but he was able to keep the Pirates off the board. He went five innings. He gave up only three hits, but he walked five batters and struck out four. Not great when you walk as many guys as innings he pitched. It took Smiley 94 pitches to get through five innings, but he was able to escape a bases-loaded two-out jam in the third and also in the fifth. It was the bullpen, though, that looked phenomenal with Michael Fulmer and Julian Merriweather each pitching an inning. Michael Rucker has looked great since coming back from Iowa. He went two and didn't allow any base runners. The Pirates only had five hits the whole game and went 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. Left 10 men on base. I mean, as Cub fans, we know how that kind of feels. So <laughs> good, good to see it on yes, the flip side, right? Uh, yeah. uh-huh. uh-huh. Unfortunately, we do. But on offense, can we call this the Mike Talkman game? After the Cubs loaded the bases in the segue with two outs, Talkman singled the center to drive in two runs. Nico Horner added a single to make it three to nothing after two innings. It would stay that way until the top of the seventh when Nick Magical let off with a single, stole second, and scored on Talkman's single. That was his third RBI of the game. And then with two outs and Talkman on second, the Pirates intentionally walked Ian Happ to face Dansby Swanson, who makes them pay by hitting a single. Cubs up 5 nothing. That takes us to the top of the eighth one with one out. Jan Gomes walks. Magical was hit by a pitch. Then Talkman comes up, hits one to second baseman Ji Juan Bay, who tries to start a 4-6-3 double play, but he throws it away from the shortstop into left field. Gomes scores. Magical to third. Cubs are up 6 nothing. Talkman can do no wrong. Even when he hits a ball straight to a fielder, the guy throws it in the outfield. I mean... You know, what can you do? Nico grounds out to make it seven to nothing. And then Seiya Suzuki would double to put up the Cubs, put the Cubs up eight nothing. And that was the final score of the game. After struggling offensively in the last two games against Baltimore, the Cubs scored eight runs on 10 hits with five walks. They did have 10 Ks, but they went five for 14 with runners in scoring position. Crowley, I was really, really impressed with the offense. Talkman, man, you I have to give you a tip of the cap, right? You had mentioned him and what you had saw out of him in Arizona, and he has just been fantastic. And you have to give David Ross some credit too, right? Putting him in the leadoff spot, believing in the guy, giving the guy these opportunities, and he has taken absolute full advantage of it. It's awesome. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. This is, you know, he really, like I said, you saw, sometimes you can tell when they're looking at certain guys in spring training and, and, you know, the leadoff position has always been one that's been a problem for the Cubs for many, many years. Occasionally you get one that has a good season or two, but this is a surprise, a pleasant surprise. So I'm happy that, you know, Talkman, you know, trying to revive his career and it looks like he's doing, you know, he's, he's found a place here in Chicago. Absolutely. Just, just absolutely love it. My only problem with Drew Smiley Crowley in that game were the walks, right? Walks will usually bite you in the backside. Unfortunately, fortunately, it did not affect the uh, outcome of the game as the uh, Cubs uh, worked in a shutout. And as you mentioned, the bullpen was fantastic. Yeah, that, that was the thing about Smiley. It, it, he was he, just the efficiency. You know what I mean? When you it, it takes you almost a hundred pitches to get through five innings, that means the bullpen's got to cover a lot of ground, and you just would prefer not to do that. But luckily, the offense really kind of, you know. We're able to help out the pitching staff in that regard. Absolutely. Nice cushion. All right. Game number two, Crowley. We got uh, Marcus Stroman on the mound. Yes. Marcus Stroman versus Johan Oviedo. The Stroh show keeps on rolling. You know, everyone keeps saying, you know, this guy's not an ace. Marcus Stroman tweeted the other day, kind of laughing, you know, laughing emoji, not an ace. The guy won a seventh straight start, now has 14 quality starts this season. The next closest pitcher in MLB with quality starts is 11. So he has three more than the next guy. His ERA is the lowest in the NL, 228. Went seven innings pitch, gave up five hits, one walk, and five Ks. The only inning when the Pirates had more than one base runner was the seventh. Stroh gave up only one extra base hit, a double to Connor Joe. The Pirates were 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. And, and this is just a formula for success. Stroh goes 7. You'd have Leiter do the 8th. And then Alzali finishes it up the ninth. Adbert has not allowed a run in 9 straight outing and has a 1.91 ERA. Don't know why. David Ross just might as well call him the closer. Just call it as it is because that's what he is. That's what he is. He's the guy who takes the ball in the high leverage situations. He's absolutely earned that spot. Now, offensively, it's funny because, you know, Marcus is, have, has a really good um, relationship with Tucker Barnhart. They've kind of clicked together. And Tucker Barnhart helping his buddy out, his battery mate, he hits his first home run of the season in the third to put the Cubs up one nothing. With one out in the fourth, Ian Happ hit a triple, and Dansby Swanson was hit in the wrist by a pitch. Cody Ballinger hit a sack fly to make it 2 nothing. David Ross said after the game that Swanson was getting x-rays on the right wrist and that it was a little swollen. That happened again in the fourth, so he played the entire game. He didn't leave, but you know how, you know, Swanson doesn't like to ever miss a game. Talkman hit a solo home run, so the Paladine Pounder's still going at it to lead off the eighth. <laughs> Nico Horner hits a triple and scores on a sack fly by Seiya Suzuki, and the Cubs would be up 4 nothing. That's your final score. Cubs scored four runs on seven hits, two walks, six Ks, but we're 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. They left six men on base. Mike Talkman, we've been talking about him in his last 10 games since June 10th, has hit 342 with 11 runs scored, two doubles, two homers, eight RBIs, six walks, and a 422 OBP. And after that game, Crowley, Marcus Stroman is basically leading every National League pitching stat that matters except for strikeouts. I mean, the guy is just locked in at this moment. Right. And, and, and he's an ace. That's, I mean, I don't think you can literally say anyone else should start the all-star game. I mean, you know, what, what did they say in bull Durham strikeouts are fascist. That's what Stroman does is he induces ground balls and, and, and that, you know, is able to help him get through games. And, and so 
just just a really you know phenomenal game and the cubs are now up to nothing they win another series absolutely so another series so that's four series in a row and that takes us into game number three that just wrapped up an hour or so ago cubs going for the sweep kyle hendricks versus former Cub Rich Hill. And Crowley, before we get into the game, did you see the social media out there about Rich Hill making his uh, Cubs debut, I believe, in 2005 and who some of the guys were in the lineup that day for the Cubs? It's hilarious. And then the other thing I tell people that forget this is that Rich Hill is older than Mark Pryor. So (laughs) go go ahead and let that blow your brain out. But, you know, it reminds me a lot of Jamie Moyer. You know what I mean? It's just like this guy is going to be pitching – God knows how long. I mean, it's ridiculous. But, you know, you had two crafty veterans, you know, going at it, Kyle Hendricks versus Rich Hill. You know, Kyle Hendricks, once again, calling his own game. Something to keep in mind there. Now, hold on. But let's not go too much far. Did you hear – did you get to hear Tommy Hadovy about why they got to that point with the calling his own game? Part of why they're doing that? What what, what did Tommy say? I'm just curious. Because of uh, pitch – because of the clock. Right. He had had some issues early on with the clock and, and it was kind of throwing him off. But he what he did point out, not not to say like, hey, look at me, Tommy Hadovy, or hey, look at Gomes or look at Barnhart or look at, you know, who's ever catching him that day. But they have a game plan. Both everybody knows what the game plan is and he's just going for it. It's working for him. He's in a rhythm. He doesn't need to shake anything off. He doesn't need now to worry about the pitch clock. because He's not shaking anything off. And so that's the idea of calling his own game isn't like it's only him. They are still working as a group putting together a game plan. But I thought that was very interesting. It is. It is it's interesting and, and it's working. So it's hey, working. So it makes so it makes sense. <laughs> so the only real blemish for Kyle was the second inning when he walked Connor Joe. He gave up a double to Josh Palacios to give the Pirates a one-nothing lead. He didn't give up another hit until the bottom of the seventh. Ran out of gas when he got there into the bottom of the seventh. He gave up a single to Connor Joe to lead off the inning. He got Josh Palacios to fly out, but then he hit a batter and walked another to load the bases. His day was done. You know, when he loses control like that, he's gassed. Mark Leiter came into the game and got a strikeout for the second out of the inning and got, and then you have two outs and you still have the bases loaded. Tucapita Marcano is pinch hitting. He grounds to first. But it looked like Trey Mancini was unsure if he should run to the bag or throw it to Leiter. He drops the ball. Scoops he drops it towards... the ball. Oh, it's awful because he scoops it to Leiter, but the throw was off and Leiter collides with Mercano. I'm scared to death because right. Leiter's been one of the best guys out of the pen. Two runs would score. Looked like he was hurt, but he stayed in the game. He got the final out. Julian Mer- Mer- Merriweather took the eighth and was throwing gas. Now he's starting to regularly hit that 100 miles per hour, which is not something we've seen, again, since Araldis Chapman. And Michael Fulmer pitched a clean ninth. Hendricks did go 6.1 innings. He gave up two hits, three runs, only one earned run because of that Mancini error, three walks, and two Ks. The Pirates only had two hits in the game. But I got to tell you, Dustin, I mean, I obviously haven't spent the last few years, you know, studying Baltimore Oriole baseball. It hasn't been a really good product, to be honest with you. But I thought Mancini would be better defensively. I'm kind of, it's kind of not been pretty out there. Yeah, just okay. You know, just okay. Um, so you're going to have to live with that because um, what else are you going to do right now? Right. I mean, it, I, I understood why he was starting 
today, um, but I had hoped it would be better. And especially considering the fact, not that it really matters, but he's the, uh, what he's the uh, best vote getter so far for Cubs in the all-star game. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get there in segment three, but yep. not good, but you know, the Cubs are facing, like we talked about Rich Hill who broke in with Chicago. He played from 2005 to 2008, but since leaving Chicago, he'll face the Cubs just five times in 15 seasons, going one and one with a 2.49 ERA. I was nervous. I'm not going to lie about this one, but they got to Hill in the third inning when Miguel Amaya led off with a double. Mike Talkman walked. Nick Magical bunted the runners over to second and third, and with one out, Nico Horner tripled to score Amaya and Talkman and put the Cubs up two to one. Saya would hit a sack fly to score Horner, and the Cubs were up three to one. Hill then retired the next nine hitters, right? He, all of a sudden he gets into this groove. But in the sixth inning with two outs, Christopher Morrell reached on a throwing error by Key Brian Hayes. Hill then hit Trey Mancini on an 0-2 pitch. Thank you very much to keep the inning alive. And then Ian Happ doubled to score both runners, and the Cubs were up 5-1. to one. With two outs in the seventh, Nico hit his fifth home run in Apo Taco to make it 6-1. to one. And then in the eighth, with one out, Ian Happ hit a ground rule double. Gomes struck out swinging. Amaya and Talkman are going to walk. And then Nicky Magical singled to drive in two more runs. And the Cubs were up 8-3. to three. That's the final. The Cubs scored eight runs, eight hits, five walks to nine strikeouts. They went three for six with runners in scoring position, left six men on base. Nico went two for five with three RBIs, while Happ went two for five with two RBIs. But Hap, who comes from Pittsburgh, he entered today's games. So I'm not even including all the stats of today, hitting safely in each of his last 36 games against the Pirates, dating to April 10th, 2021. He's batted 348, 14 for 135 with 13 doubles, two triples, five homers, 26 RBIs, and 19 walks during that stretch. That's unbelievable. That means he's hot, right? He's he's going to be part of the hot or not, I hope. Well, what it does mean, I mean, you're, you're talking back here. You're talking of, of, of since 2021. So he's what you right. call a pirate killer. Yeah. I mean, he just absolutely crushes the pirates and he crushes Cincinnati. And I got to tell you, Dustin, this I, I was concerned because, you know, I saw some things, you know, you usually see as the Cubs offense and spurts, you know, they all of a sudden just get a lot of runs. But then all of a sudden they go really cold. And I was worried that at the end of that Baltimore series, they didn't look that great. The second game, they didn't score a lot. They didn't hit a lot. The third game, they did even less, and they didn't win that one. But they came in in Pittsburgh, and I and I thought they really had great approaches, you know, just scoring with runners and, you know, hitting with runners in scoring position. They were doing a great job of executing the bunts, sack flies, getting the runner over, getting the runner in, mixing in singles, doubles, triples, home runs. It's 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 been fun to watch this series and 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 watching the offense. And and we talked about this in the last episode, is that's the key right there is just, you know, keep the hot streaks going as fat much as you can and limit the cold streaks, you know. So you you didn't do good Saturday, Sunday, fine. You come back Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you do really well. Another thing I was happy to see, if you remember, Miguel Amaya was hit by the wrist in ball against Baltimore, and it was good to see him out there and he reminds me a lot of Nico Horner where, you know, he's just a rookie. He's just, he barely had any AAA experience and he does not look overmatched. He doesn't look like he's pressing. He looks nice and calm at the plate. And that is way easier said than done. And I'm, I'm just so super impressed with how he's done so far this season. Oh, absolutely. And I'm thrilled. I, I really want to echo what you just said about, Amaya being back in there. That's great, right? It's great that he's back out there doing his thing. Um, 
So good to see him out there. Always Crowley. Always good to fly the W. Always good to get a sweep. 